Steve, you can have a seat. I was unprepared. I was un I was I'm coming, but I was unprepared. That So Mark, what did you think? I was no. I it was I was so every time before now I did such a good job and in this particular <laughs> time I did such a bad job. I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that it's because you were just so captured by what I was saying. I was enamored. That you yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, go with that. No, it didn't have anything to do with the gushers I was eating. Totally <laughs> had nothing to do with the gushers. Um, Hold on, you still got gushers? Uh, no, I, I ate all of them and left the trash back there. <laughs> yeah, it's with Chino Mage. Um, okay, so I, I have a couple of questions because, uh, A, I worked in the physical church for over a decade, um, and uh, I was a nerd in that physical church, right? And so we tried to create inviting spaces for those people. Um, and we had a lot of teenagers came in, like loved anime yeah. and stuff, and we learned how to love on them. That was all really good. But I also know what goes through the mind of a pastor, especially in a post-COVID world, right? And this doesn't have anything to do with digital. It just has to do with the fact that every pastor is still beat up from the last election cycle, right? Love and we're pastors, heading into another one. Love yeah, them right? deeply, love them truly. So we're all feeling a little burnout. There's been a tremendous amount. And, and, in, in church world, right, we have a tendency to look for silver bullets that are programmatic. So let's hypothetically say I'm a pastor. My church is already overly programmed. I know I'm looking for a simpler form of church. I do feel like it's important to reach this demographic, but how do I go about reaching this demographic without feeling like I'm just bogging my staff and myself down with another program to run? So this is where it's important, number one, to be going out talk about reaching out to your friendly local game store, talk about going out to your schools, because if you're wanting to bring people in and then you set something up and you sit and wait like it's a trap, that's not gonna happen. It feels like a trap at that point, it really does. But to your other point of how do I do that without feeling bogged down, and that's what I was saying, this is, you gotta get your congregation involved. Susie said earlier, there's 3.2 billion gamers around the world, and of that, there are more that also play Dungeons and Dragons and that play board games and whatnot. And so if you're the pastor and you feel like, I got to do this, statistically, you should be able to stand up and say, who can help me? And you're going to have about a third of your congregation go, hey, right here. I'm a nerd. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. me. And so at that point, you, you set up some real loose guidelines and you set up some oversight. That's really important. Make sure you have some oversight. And then you let them take care of it. And you trust them. And you peek in and make sure everything's going okay but you gotta utilize your congregation. Again, you cannot do this alone. Statistically, you already have a team there that wants to help you. Yeah, and can we, I just wanna say, like NCMS is actually a microcosm to show that what he just said, Steve just said, actually works. You wanna know how we got, had Jacqueline and Mike and Magnus and such that were willing to come out here and speak and fly out, like it, most of them to take nothing for it? It's because they are also nerds and they're like, oh, yeah, you're my, like, we have that common ground, right? And they're like, I, yes, I am also a nerd. And, you know, we shouted out there and people responded. Same exact thing happens inside of congregations. There are people that you literally do not know that are playing D&D &D yeah. who are in, in there. So let me ask you this, because uh, becoming a nerd-friendly church is also more than Maybe it could be nothing more than how can we be a blessing to the local game shop and buy all of the snacks in the fridge tonight, <laughs> right? For to give away, right? It could be it could be no more than that. But if we actually want to invite people into our physical presence, right, and move from the two types of community that you were talking about, it's a cultural shift as well. Yeah. So what do I as a pastor do if I say, listen, I want to invite nerds in, but Jim 
who comes to church is sometimes a jerk, right? And I don't know how to change Jim. Like, it's going to take a cultural shift for my church to become a nerd-friendly church, not just me doing something. How do I shift the culture towards becoming nerd-friendly and them seeing value in it? So there's a, a real popular proverb in the book of Proverbs that's, uh, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And the people always try and take that and like tag it to dating, which it counts. That can, it does work there, but that word heart is um, a Hebrew word. It's a lev. And what it really means is the core of who you are. Like that core of you being who you are. So the example I use in these circles is there are people that have Star Wars in their lave. And if you liken it to a Jenga tower, that means it's all the way at the base. And so when Ryan Johnson comes in and makes a movie, it shakes the base, which then shakes everything else, which terrifies somebody, and that means they got to lash out. And they lash out because they feel like they need to protect everything because they have let something into the core of who they are. So Jim has probably let something into the core of who he is, whether it's witchcraft or whether it's uh, you know, frivolency, that is all this stuff is bad, and therefore you can't be doing these things. And so what I tell people is, hey, you know what? You're not going to convince them about witchcraft or frivolency any more than they're going to convince you. So instead of trying to say, no, it's not evil, because point at the other things in their life, point at the other things in their core and say, this is what we're doing. Hey, I, Jim, you may struggle with this idea of video games, but I know you love community. I know you love it when young people are in our church. I know that you love it when we are building people up and these game things that we're doing are doing all of those things. So if you could please maybe calm down that one part and look at all this other part where we are just meeting people where they are, we'd love for you to get behind us. We'd love for you to, to work with us, to partner with us. I love that. And for the record, inside your church, you, you probably do have a so Everybody's got a gym. Oh, you got a gym. You got a gym. Right? At least one. Um, but bowing to the gym in this case and being afraid of the conversation of the gym in this case, what you oftentimes don't realize is what you lose that's unspoken. And what's unspoken is the other dozens of people who are in your church who are wondering how the church is going to reach their son or their granddaughter. Absolutely. Um, and, and we've heard that echoed over and over again. I'm sure you have as well, Steve. If there's something that's going to reach my grandson, it's going to be you. Right. And so I, I need I need to I need to be on board with whatever you're doing. So with that being said, Safe Point is helping identify nerd friendly churches. I've heard you say have somebody meet the nerd at the door, right? Yeah, and be like, Hey, goal. I know that this person's gonna be there when you get there. So you'll have a safe person to go sit with. The church experience will be better for you. So let's say I am a church, I'm listening to this later on, or I'm in the room and I want to become part of that network. Like I wanna say, hey, if you need a church in Austin, Texas for nerds to come to, we can be that nerd-friendly church. What do they do in order to start connecting with SafePoint and shift the culture of their church to so working with you? If you want to add your church to our network, you can come to SafePointMinistries.com. There's a button there that says add your church to your network or something like that. It's, it's easily, my, my wife made it, which means it's very good. So it's easily navigable. You can find the spot. Amen. And the, yeah, the form to fill out. And uh, so you go there, but the important part that we want to do is it's not just me assuming. Uh, I want to make sure, like, I want to meet these people. A big part of what we also do is we want to build relationships with these pastors and ministry leaders as well. And so if you're going to do that, know that I'm also going to be contacting you. I'm going to want to meet you face-to-face -face or with Zoom, whatever that is. And hopefully, if you're willing, fingers crossed, host a stream with you on it. Because we, we don't want to just have you come in and be a part of the church and then we never talk to you again. We want to put you on a spot where you can look into the camera and say, hey, 
are you from the Austin area? Because we would love for you to come to First Baptist Church of Marble Falls. Are you in that area? Are you listening right now and you're from there? I would love for you to be there. Being able to look into that camera, taking advantage of uh, parasocial relationships, that idea that even though that person online doesn't actually know who you are, you feel like you're friends. You can kind of take advantage of that parasocial relationship idea where you look into the camera and you personally invite them to that building. It makes a big deal. It makes a really big difference. And so you add your church to our network. I'm going to contact you, and hopefully you'll be willing to stream with me where you can start inviting people in. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have a couple minutes, maybe five, ten minutes, to be able to take a couple of questions. So if we have questions, let's, Matt, let's go over. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I don't, you do whatever no, you want to do. No, Matt, come over here. <laughs> yeah, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All right. <clears throat> so I go to a large church. I've been going there for about a year and a half, two years now getting myself integrated into it, got a good relationship with one of the pastors, all that sort of stuff. Currently, I am going to a Sunday school class to do small, for small group leadership training. And a lot of the stuff that we've been going over is stuff that I've been absorbing. It was like, how can I use that and all of that sort of stuff. My question to you is, you know, even with this large church with three services a week and all that, so I don't see everybody, I'm not sure who the nerds are in my church, and I would love to do nerd events like this, so how do I go about finding them? Do I convince the leadership to let me host an event and see who comes, or should I try to locate the nerds in the church first? Mid-sermon, run on stage, <laughs> shout, no. So, <laughs> this, is the way this is the way, yeah. <laughs> With a stormtrooper storm helmet, helmet on, yeah. yeah. So we're also trying to eat a hot dog. Just yeah, like you'll be arrested in anybody, <laughs> anywhere but Nurch. So you will go to that. super jail. Um, so, no, my recommendation to you would be to, number one, contact a pastor. Say, hey, what would you be comfortable with in my church? Um, pastors, I was one for a little more than a decade. We can kind of get a little protective of our church and our ministry. And when, if we were to like suddenly just find out that somebody's been planning something and doing things, be like, why didn't they just talk to me? I would have loved to help. So yeah, you said you got a pastor buddy, go talk to him and see if you can find a way to get an announcement out there. Maybe it's gotta be, maybe you're not gonna shout out the you know, Dungeons and Dragons group in your church bulletin or something like that. But maybe it does say, hey, we're looking to build a nerd culture ministry in our church if you're willing to help come, you know, talk to this person. Or, hey, during second service, uh, my recommendation is always try and hold it during a time when they would already kind of be there, whether it's like just after first service or something of that nature. But during second service, whatever else, we just want to chat and talk to people who are into this culture and how we can grow that. So talk to your pastor, see if he can help recommend a way for you to get that word out to your congregation and then plan some time to meet together and talk about how it's going to work. Awesome. Yeah, right here. Hello. Hi. Um, we're trying, I know we're trying to break away from programs and from formulaic type thinking, but I don't know how to ask the question where it's not <laughs> like in that realm. Um, but essentially at my church, let's say I find some, some older pastors or some older leaders that really want to engage with students. They really want to engage with nerds. Um, is there, what are your thoughts about, um, I guess like a kind of training you know what I mean? And that's, that's what I mean. It's like, well, that sounds, you know, like kind of icky. Um, no, but... I, I got you. I got you. Uh, I, I think, I can't remember who was saying this. I think it was Bubba. Or it might have been you, Mark, who was saying that you can't pretend. 
if you're going to go up and you're going to say, I, I too roll the dice. You're going to look like Steve Buscemi walking up doing the hello, fellow kids. You know, like, it's not, it's not they're going to sniff you out a mile away. And so what do you do? You find something that they enjoy. You don't try to force them to like anything. I promise you, there's a game for everybody. Everybody. And so you tell them, hey, you want to try video games? You don't? That's not even going to work for you? Let's pick up some board games. Cool. Let's go through one of them. Let's play some together. You guys love these handful of games? Hey, here we are. We did it. We figured something out. Hey, you guys are actually way into D&D? We did it. We figured it out. So whatever it is, get them involved. Teach them not how to reach people. Teach them the game itself. Um, nerd culture, I've said this a lot to people out here, nerd culture is inherently communal. It is something that it all by itself builds community. Even if you're playing a single-player story-driven game, whatever it is, if I then tell you the new God of War made me cry... We want, I got some heads shot up, right? We already want to talk about this. We already are having this conversation. So utilize that fact. Teach them the game. Don't try to teach them how to manipulate people or whatever else. Teach them the game and let the game do the rest of the work to bring them into the Medokay and then build that relationship to the Koinonia. Yeah, we got time for like probably five more minutes, one more, two more. Let's go over here and then over to Susie. We'll be done there. Wait, 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 where am I going? Right here. Oh, yeah, right here. Josh. <laughs> Mine will probably be quick. What do you think about using, because nerd culture knows nerd culture, and we're talking about not being fake, using elements that we know to help us identify, like asking, hey, if you're interested in chatting in Discord, in a bulletin, here's my Discord server, or my Discord name. Or, hey, would anybody like to venture into the Forgotten Realms? If so, reach out to me. Um, what do you think about doing specific elements to help identify those in the church initially? I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I, again, talk to your pastor. I don't know if you are a pastor. Talk to people in leadership because if you find a way to sneak in, who wants to play D&D, and your pastor's not comfortable with that, it's going to become a problem real quick. So just make sure that you're talking to your pastor about these things. Make, they're, they're involved with it, at least supporting you in it. But then after that, yeah, dropping saying in your bulletin saying, hey, What's your name, brother? Josh. Josh is here and uh, part of our church, and he would love to con connect with some more people on Discord. Here's his Discord handle. Hey, he'd love to uh, sit down with some folks. I use the word, the phrase TTRPG a lot, tabletop role-playing game, because it's not the phrase D&D. &D. So I, that's what I go to. So uh, he wants to join with some folks to play uh, TTRPGs, whatever it is. Get it, uh, connect with your pastor, but then, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I just want to tap on that a little bit too. If you are a pastor in here, fly the flag, like That's fly right. the nerd flag yep. when you have the opportunity, right? When I would walk through Disney uh, with my kids earlier this year, um, there was like a head nod between me and other dads who were both, we were both flying the nerd flag on our t-shirt, right? And so um, similar is like two guys who are in Jeeps wave at each other when they go past one another, yeah. right? <laughs> nerds, no nerds. And so do it appropriately to a certain extent, right? You don't want to preach with a stormtrooper helping on, for example. Um, but maybe, unless it's a really good analogy, which it might be. Listen, if you wear this, you can't hit, I don't know. There's, there's yeah. something in there to preach. Um, but, you know, I would just start, I literally would, I would just pick out my favorite nerd-friendly shirt and I would preach in it. Like, I literally, when I go to my physical church, I wear my LTN shirt almost all the time because there's somebody who comes through and they're like, oh, like literally someone this past week was like, hey, I, I've seen with your shirt, will you talk to my son? He's a gamer. Like, and I just got a chance to connect with him for a little while. So, 
Yeah, 50% off. Go pick right. up an yeah, LTN up shirt today. Yeah, grab a Nerd shirt. Go donate. That's right. Yeah. Let's go over here to Matt. Steve, you're a legend. Appreciate the talk, man. Thank and uh, love the use of the friendly local game store. I think it's brilliant. Question, I, yeah, amen. Real quick, my, my money-making job uh, is I work at an FLGS. And so I have been able to utilize my church in some ways and partner with them in some ways. Like we're having a community game night coming up and our game store is saying, hey, take all of our demo games. Just, it's fine. Take all of our demo games, take them to your church, and just put out, here's some of our pamphlets about our, about our game store. And yeah, that's outstanding. So it, absolutely utilize your friendly game store. Love it. I know that especially this week, I've had, well, this week, I've had conversations with people about like, hey, how do we start doing some of this stuff like in our church, setting up computers, setting up tabletop games? In your experience when trying to partner with these friendly local game stores, how do you avoid some of the maybe potential competition of like, hey, we want to come in and buy some snacks, but secretly we're, we're trying to get these customers to do at our church for free what they normally come here to pay to do. How have you kind of combated that so that your intentions come off pure to these local game stores instead of competitive? That's a great question, and the answer is don't. Don't hold your events on Friday night. Let them go to FNM. Don't bring a case of, of uh, energy drinks. Buy it from them. Whatever it is, make sure, hey, can I get your schedule? Uh, we put out a, a weekly calendar at both our stores. There's all things going out of both our stores. Grab that calendar, look at it, and say, where do they have empty spots? That's where we can do stuff. Partner with them. Don't do anything against them. Partner with them. Tell them. We would love to help bolster you. Even, again, you hold this event, and they give you your demo games. Tell them, hey, we'd love to make sure that people let you know that you're the ones who donated it. Love on them. Support them. Do not compete with them. Awesome, awesome. Can we give Steve a round of applause just thanking him for wrapping up NCMS for us? Awesome job, man. Appreciate you, Steve. Appreciate what you're doing with SafePoint.